think it was two years ago this past June, it was the VBS of Pandamania. Um, when we, I think it was the very first night we came, um, we had a fire right out here. And I, I don't know if it was Sister Janie or who it was that said something about the fire of God and, and, and the fire of God. Um, it excited me. Um, last week, um, at the end on Sunday, I said something about I heard on the way or when I got up that, this, that morning prescribed burn. Um, now, I was excited when we seen the fire. I was not excited when the fire came. Um, true. Now, but I heard the Lord say last Sunday prescribed burn. And in Florida, um, they did a lot of prescribed burns. And what it is is when, the th when it gets real thick in the woods, with the briars, the thorns, and, and the, the growth begins to take over, they, they prescribe a burn. Now, the Lord has had a, a, a prescription written for us, and it's been the fire of the Lord. And it's been a, one that has, has swept over the land of our hearts. And it's been a purifying fire. And it won't stop. It's going to continue. But it's also going to manifest through a glory. Um, I'm excited about it. Now, something happens in that prescribed burn. It burns off all the thorns and the, the, the thicket, but it leaves the trees. Because there's some, the trees, the righteousness, the trees, the roots run deep to the water and they stand. Also with the heat of the fire, the pine cones will fall off and they open. The heat will make it the pine cone even before their time, it'll open. And the seeds will hit the ground and new trees will come up in the growth. Um, it's what we we're experiencing, it's what we've been experiencing. Um, it's been a good thing, it's been an uncomfortable thing, but we're, we're fixing to see a, I don't even want to say a shift, or it, it's just going to manifest different. And, and I came to talk about the glory. Now, I got up this morning. And I, I got before the Lord again and, and just making sure, you know, what he was wanting me to bring this morning. And the very first thing he spoke to me about was zombies. Now, let me give you my opinion about the walking dead and all that. Um, I'm not impressed with it. I care nothing about it. Um, I've got boys that do and enjoy it, and I'm not trying to offend anybody that does. I think it's pathetic. The Lord thinks it's prophetic. And let me share it with you. <clears throat> the glory God is wanting to manifest there's something that really will stop it and it's, it, it's the walking dead it's the zombies <clears throat> there's something about and I'm learning about these zombies being around these boys the old man is what stops the glory see zombies are ugly they almost look leprosy to me. It looks like they have leprosy. Sinful, nasty, ugly creatures. The only way you can kill them is killing them, smashing the head or killing them, kill the brain. Where's the battlefield? Where's our battlefield? It's in the brain. Because Kenneth Hagin said it this way, it doesn't matter that the birds flying over your head is not letting them build a nest in your head. And what it is is our thoughts. That old man rises up and tries to stop the glory. So we've got to take the word, the sword of the spirit, and we've got to pierce that zombie. But it's, it's trying to rise up. Um, now, God is, I'm just, God really has me all messed up because I got up, I wanted to write notes down. And man, everything that I've got in here I can't get it to do this thing right now. I don't know why. Um, you know, it's something I'm learning about rabbit trails. You know, we may not all enjoy them, but it may be for somebody that's not, it might not be you. But rabbit trails aren't bad. Um, 
if I can make this thing work. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. Chapter 3. Verse 18. We're actually going to back up. It's, it's just, I'm just really amazed with God. You know, you, you, Pastor Keith begins to talk about Moses. We're singing about the glory and, and mercy and grace and fire, glory, anointing. It does this. It weaves together. We kind of interchange the words, but it, it's really all this. And... Before we even go there, let me say this. In John chapter 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And it says, Nothing was created that, was, that wasn't from Him, from Jesus. We've got, we've got to change our thinking on the glory. We, we really do. John chapter 1, verse 1. I, I just don't want to mess it up. I'm going to just read it. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. And in Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And if you'll drop on down... Verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, Emmanuel, God with us. We beheld his glory and the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And John bore witness of him. We don't, the glory doesn't, the glory doesn't come down anymore. When the, when the thickness comes in, now I've always viewed it this way. You know, so just, just let me stretch you, just, just try this. The glory doesn't come down anymore. The glory of God has already come down. The glory of God is within now. Huh. See, when we begin to talk about glory, you cannot separate the word glory from weight. There, there's, a, there's a tangible weight and heaviness of it. You can, it's tangible. You can see it with the Spirit, but it also, it, it, it affects your body. It affects you. It's the anointing of God. It's the glory of God. It's the fire of God. He said, he said, he said, he talks about the Word. Then he talks about it came in the flesh. It's no longer Emmanuel, God with us. It's God within us. It's God within us. We don't have to call down the glory We've just got to get some mess out of the way so the glory will manifest. The glory is within. Now, when Jesus began to teach about the parable of the, of the sowing of the seed, and some fell on, on, on the roadside, some, some fell on the rocky ground, some fell on um, in the thorns and the thistles and the, the briars, and then the other fell on good soil and produced a hundred and a sixty and a thirty crop in Matthew 13 is where he was talking about it and in some other places in the gospel but he goes right from there he's talking about himself back to John in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word is God was God is God still is is in us he is in us Jesus has come the glory he is still the glory of the father the glory of the father has come and he has rested in us now he talks about himself in the sowing of the seed. And he goes right from that and he goes into talking about do not hide the light under a, under a basket and don't put it under a bed. It puts it on a lampstand. He's still talking about himself. He's still talking about the light of the world. And John he says it, he's the light of the world. 
It's when the glory of the Lord is... It's through the glory, the light, the fire that will draw all men unto him. That's how it's manifesting. It's manifesting. Now... In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, uh, chapter 3, verse 18, and we'll go back up. Let's go on up. Can you go up one more? I think it's 17, maybe 16. Let's go on up. However, to this day, whenever, you know what, let's go on up. Yep. Yep, yep. That's where I want to be. Thank you. Therefore, having such a hope, we use great boldness. Not like Moses, who used to put a veil over his face so that the sons of Israel could not look at the end of what was fading away. Hang on. Let's hang on right there. The end of what was fading away. The veil represented our unrighteousness. Pastor Keith talked about it Friday. The, 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 the filthy rags. That's what the law was to do. It was to point us to our unrighteousness. And we needed a righteous God. We needed a Savior. We needed the blood of Jesus to come and wash us white as snow. But see, Moses had an encounter and he seen the days that we are in, he's seen the Christ. He's seen the glory of God. That's why he was glowing. That's why he was illuminating. And it said that the Israelites were fearful of it and they put a veil over his face. But it's once it's removed, which it's removed in, let's go on further. But their minds were closed. For to this day, at the reading of the Old Covenant, the same veil remains. It is not lifted because it is set aside only in Christ. Isn't that where we are? Only in Christ. Let's go on. However, to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. But whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Hmm. Now, the Lord is a spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We all, with unveiled faces, are reflecting the glory of the Lord and being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. This is from the Lord who is the spirit. Hang on right there. Now, it's once, once it's removed, the word transformed is the same word in, I believe it's John chapter 17 where it's talking about the, the Lord. He took Peter, James, and John and, and he was transfigured. Transfigured, transformed. Same word. Same word. It means to illuminate from a fire. It's the same fire that you put a candle or a lampstand. It's the same thing Jesus was saying. Don't put under a basket. Don't put it under the bed. But let it burn, and it's going to illuminate. We talk about the church being a light set on a hill and, and people being drawn to it. It's not the building. And we know that, but it's, but it's, but it's when we begin to illuminate. It's when we begin to get a, a, a revelation of where the glory really comes from. We don't call it down. We don't, we don't praise it up. We just release it from in. We release it from in. Now it sets an atmosphere. Our praise sets an atmosphere. Alright, let's go to the next one. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not give up. Instead, we have renounced shameful, secret things, 
not walking in deceit or distorting God's message, but in God's sight we commend ourselves to every person's conscience by an open display of the truth. All right, I'm good. Where's... Go back to 3, 8, 2 Corinthians 3.18. Now, one translation says, as we behold in a mirror, like in a mirror. Now, this is, this is what it is. When we get up in the morning, here's, here's how the glory will really, really fill the place and fill our lives and fill everything that we touch. When we get up in the morning and we've killed the zombie and we begin to look in the mirror and no longer do we see that zombie, that old man, because the old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. So when we begin to look in the mirror, and we no longer see us, but we see Him. We see the Lord and His glory. Because the only thing that's stopping us from allowing the, the Lord to manifest and the glory to come through is because we're still seeing us. We're still seeing us, the old man. We're still seeing that which hasn't been... That, that still, you know, that's got the zombie effect to it. Our limitations. Our unrighteousness. Everything we said wrong or did wrong or everything that's just messed up. But if we can really see the robe of righteousness, the blood of Jesus applied, we, we shake off the old man. We shake off the dead things. We shake off the condemnation. We shake, shake off the guilt. And then we really begin to walk in his glory. It says we're changed into the same image. We'll reflect. We look like ourselves, but we reflect him. We reflect him. Now, I used to think glory was like this. Glory, from glory to glory. It's not. It's glory and glory and glory and glory. It's not levels. It's not levels. It's just different manifestations in different places. Because it's, it's, not, a, it's, not, a, it's not a corporate ladder thing. As it, long as we look at the glory like this, we'll always have to perform or get to a place of perfection to be able to produce it. But when it's just here and it's here and it's here, it's just wherever you go because that's where he is. And the glory from glory to glory is the, is the place where we have the revelation of who he is and who we're not. Let me, let me, let's, go, let's go for Isaiah 60. This thing's bogging me down anyway. Isaiah 60. I'm going, to show, I'm going to show it to you. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord shine. I need another translation. How about New King James? Do we have that? That'll work. Arise, shine, for the light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. Now, the word arise means to, you can call it wake up. You can call it get up. It means to get out of sleep or come up. Get out of the sleep you've been in. Come out of the depression. Come out of the circumstances. But to awake. To get up. So get up. Shine for the light's come. What light? The light of Christ within us. It's come. It's already come. It's not coming. The glory of God ain't coming. It's here. And the glory of the Lord is risen. Now risen. Okay. Now, if it's going to rise, it can't come down if it's going to rise. Yes. It rises. It still comes upon us, but it rises from within. It rises from within.
We don't have to call it down. We just got to let it go. It's risen. Arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life. Shine, be radiant with the glory of the Lord. For your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. <clears throat> and you can go on to read this. And I mean, it's just awesome as you go on through it. And it begins to talk about the glory of the Lord being on us. And let me tell you something about the glory. You can't separate the word glory from weight, and you can't separate it from abundance and wealth. Look it up in the Greek, look it up in the Hebrew, it's going to come together. It talks about, you keep on reading it, and read it at home, but you keep reading it, it talks about even people, they'll come and from the nations, and they'll bring the wealth, and they'll come from Sheba. <laughs> it's, it's when we get this revelation this revelation and if you go to Isaiah 61 and we take we take this as our calling every one of us this is our calling this is our calling the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings good news unto the meek he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Go ahead. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion to give unto them beauty for ashes the oil of joy, joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. You know, I spend most of my time when I'm talking to people that are bound by drugs or whatever have you, it's not the, it's not the addictions, it's not the bondage, it's not... The biggest thing that we have to tear down one brick at a time is a spirit of religion the walls that have that I'm not good enough I've got to get my ducks in a row before God can accept me the acceptable year of the Lord is Jesus loves you now just the way you are but you know what they know is I oh, wait a minute they tell me to come as I am I had a conversation with a lady this week they tell me to come as I am but what happens is I get there and they don't accept me the way I am with all the baggage and all the garbage we all, we all know it. <laughs> there, let me, there is a spirit of Elijah on this place. I'm going to say it again. There's a spirit of Elijah on this place. Jesus said that <clears throat> Elijah came, but they didn't accept him. And he was talking about John the Baptist. But he was talking about the spirit of Elijah upon him. But he said that Elijah was coming. He was coming. Malachi talks about Elijah coming, turning the hearts of the fathers to the sons and the sons to the father. The anointing of Elijah is on this place because we have a heart for the fatherless. And also, Elijah does warfare against the spirit of religion, against Jezebel and Ahab. And he stands up and he says, there's one God. There's one God. One of the last times, I don't even know when it was, but I think Natasha was bringing out with, or somebody was bringing out with the, with the teens up here ministering, that, that, that they'll proclaim one God, one God. They'll stand. They'll stand. There is a spirit of Elijah on this place. 
We won't stand for the false prophet. We won't stand for the false gods. Not in our own lives and not in the lives of others. We'll stand and we'll battle and we'll do the warfare. It's it's God's glory on us. You know, I used to be uncomfortable. You know, you can't talk about God's glory being on you and your anointing. Man, you're anointed. The God's glory is on us and in us and it's time to let it manifest. fire of God and the glory of God and the purification that the fire brings God is you can't be a prophetic church and not war against the spirit of Jezebel and the spirit of religion you can't be I can't find a prophet that didn't that didn't confront it straight up you know what happened I, I, I had a I don't know if you want to call it a vision or I don't know. I, when the fire first came, I could I could picture Jungle Book and Mowgli. That tiger was out to get Mowgli. Is that, was that his name, Mowgli? He he took the stick and he got it on. It was on fire because lightning hit it. And somehow he tied it around that tiger's tail. Well, when the fire first hit me. I was just like that tiger, buddy. You know, as far as you ran, that fire still is still chasing you. Do you, everybody seen the movie? But if we'll ever let the, if we'll ever quit running from the purification of the fire and let it consume the tiger, the line of Judah, the line of Judah will manifest. We're all good with the fire when it's exciting, enjoy, enjoyable. And we shout and we scream and we dance. God, I pray that your purifying fire never stops in us. That we never hinder it. That we never run from it again in any area. Oh, come on. I'm not the only one that's run from it. Purification. Purification. We talked with the teens this past week about purifying the prophetic. We're going to be a voice for the Lord. Let's not let it be contaminated. What's it contaminated with? Offense? Judgments? Come on, what were some of the contaminations? Um, Rebellion? You know, we're all good with authority as long as we agree with it. We talk about a safe place here at Providence. It's been a safe place. But to make a safe place, it's got to work two ways. You've got to give me a safe place to make my mistakes. But we've also got to give leadership and other people a safe place to make theirs. We've got to recognize offense immediately. If you can't shake something, a couple weeks ago I had something, I had I had an offense. Now, let me tell you something about offense. I've had more reason to be offended in the last two months than I have in the past four years. Um, you know, God will take you and he'll restore you and put you right back where he, right back where he had you. But the enemy will put you right back in the middle of, and, and do like 10 times worse. Um, you know, it's Friday night, we, we say no more darkness um, or, or something about the light and no more darkness. And 
you know, we're coming to a place and the darkness will not have its power. The evil will not have its power. The condemnation will not have its power. The stuff that's hindered us in the past is not, we will not fear it no more. Now, I mean, we had Crocodile Dock four years ago, I think it was, and fear not. It's still ringing in our kids' ears and in their spirit and in their heart. I pray today that, our, that we come finally with ears to hear and eyes to see what the Spirit of the Lord says and what He wants us to see. God open our eyes. God open our heart. We used to draw ears on the kids' tummies. Billy Bob, belly Bob, belly Bob. So, because we wanted to hear here. We wanted to see here. The purification to the prophetic First Samuel chapter 16 verse 7 says I'll read it. That's all right. Not a problem. <clears throat> I'll, I'll quote it for you. Let me just tell you what happened. Um, everybody's familiar with the story. Saul was rejected by God because he chose to please people more than he chose to please God. He, he was in rebellion. Um, rebellion is a form of witchcraft. It's manipulation. Um, but the Lord, anyway, so God tells Samuel, go to Jesse's house. I'm gonna, you're going to anoint the next king. But the Lord said unto Samuel, anyway, though Jesse brings the first son, guess what? He looked pretty much a lot like Saul. He was tall. He was, he, he was a man's man. And the prophet, he was thinking that was the man. And But the Lord said unto Samuel, look not at his countenance. You know, you know or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Guys, I know we think we got this, but we don't. Something tr This was stirring to me since last Sunday, and we had Brother Freddie here, and I'm not, I'm not awesome man. I even seen him at the gas pump. But he said something about Stephen. He said, talking about the purple hair guy, and he said, he looks like the world. It triggered something in me. It, it wasn't offensive or anything. It wasn't offensive to me. It wasn't offensive to him. But, it, but there's something that came out of that for me, and I posted it on Facebook. Only a couple people were brave enough to mess with it. Okay? And I love both of the answers. It's a loaded question. Can I tell you, you know, if that looks like the world... What does three-piece suit and tie, and I work with people in the insurance business. We, that's how we dress. Doesn't that look like the world, too? Believe me, I worked with some that dressed awesomely, even in the church. <clears throat> Christianity, does, holiness does not have an appearance. Now, I'm not talking about being modest. That's not... It does not have an appearance. It does not have a dress code. Neither does the world. Now, awesome thing about it is Jesus, when he prayed in Matthew 17, I think it is, it, the Lord's true prayer, not, not the one that, the model prayer, honor our, I mean, um, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed, but the Lord's prayer for the disciples. He's the, what he said he said, I don't pray that you take them out of the world. God sent his son into the world, even though he wasn't of the world. Now, if we're really going to have a Christianity look, shouldn't we all look like Jesus as rabbis and wear the things? I mean, really? But what he said, he said, I, I pray that you protect them from the evil one. But don't take them out of the world. Can I tell you that we in the church have built our islands of isolation to be separate from the world so we're not contaminated? Can I tell you it's based in fear? 
Christianity doesn't have a look. And we've judged it for years wrong. You know, it's God that sees a heart. We're told not even to judge. Work out your own salvation. But we've judged it as Christianity having a, a look, a performance, and, you know, servants. Real good friend of mine who I lost contact with for the past year. Spent a lot of time with him. I worked with him. I spent hours in the day with him. Days, weeks, months, and years with him and his family. Awesome man. Tall, handsome Good friend of mine. Loved him. Still love him. Man, you're talking about a servant's heart. I served with him in the church. Wasn't nothing he wasn't willing to do and do for people. Man, he had a servant's heart. Right before I was launched into youth ministry in 96 and, and left Georgia and went to Florida, he was stepping into being one of the deacons at the church. Um, everybody had the same opinion of him. Awesome man. I seen him in the paper. Last week. Nice picture of him. The title in the paper was Police Impersonator Commits Several Sex Crimes. He had um, assaulted five different women impersonating a police officer. When I seen it in the paper, it crushed crushed my heart for him and his family. Me and Brandy began to pray for the, the girls that were assaulted. And I began to cry out to God. God, what happened to my brother that he was so damaged that he would have done something like that? And I just began to cry out to God and I began to pray for him. And I heard the Lord just as loud as clear. Son, he wasn't your brother. He was a tear. <clears throat> a tear. Now, we can't know anybody's heart unless the Lord reveals it to us. And if we truly understand the prophetic, it's all about the heart. Everything we get prophetically is about the heart. And we don't try to go judge and try to find out and listen to the Lord where somebody is, but he will show us. And when Jesus began to teach about the parable, right after talking about the, the light and him and not hiding it under a basket and under a bed, in, in Matthew 13, he begins to talk about the tares. And the tares would grow with the wheat until when? Harvest time. What are we in? I'm going to tell you something. We're going to, the tares are going to be more visible. We're going to be able to, we're going to begin to be able to see tares. Now, let me tell you what the heart of God is on this. Not that one tear, not that one tear be lost. He left the 99 for the one sheep. My heart breaks for this guy. I pray that the word that was sown in his life comes to manifestation of fruitfulness in his life. You know, I've always looked at the tares just being, you know, in a church, you know, 
setting, you know, the tares are with the wheats and, you know, don't pluck them up because you'll pluck up the wheat. Um, it said that the sower sowed seed in the world. That was, that was the seed. He planted it in the world. He didn't plant it in the church. He planted it in the world. And the wheat grew, and so did the tares. But it's at harvest time. And it's harvest time. You'll see the wheat begin to bow even more and more because as we become more fruitful for the Lord and His glory manifests, it won't come any other way but through humility. But it's the proud that stand strong and straight. It's the tares. It's the darnell. It's poison within them. Look up Darnell. It, the, it, the scripture, one translation trans, translates it tares, but it, the original is da, Darnell. It had a poison in it. You still with me? There's a, I, I really, with all my heart, believe there's a purification coming. It, and, and it's not a it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a, a deep, it's a depth to what we've done in the past that we're going deeper. We're going to go deeper. We're going to hear more accurately. We're going to hear more clearly, more detailed, because it's what it's going to take. You know, we've been in training. And a lot of what we do, you know, is it, it's going to come. It's going to come. It's going to come easier. It's going to come more in a flow. And the and, and, and God's going to show us more because He can trust us more. We've had bits and pieces of prophetic words for people, that and and, and, and it still sets free, and, and 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 the truth sets them free, and and they're encouraged and they're uplifted. But God's going to give us deeper truths. That when you speak that one word, the chains will break off like that. One word. In order to do so, somehow we're going to have to become blind. You know, I can walk in a room and sense the atmosphere. Discernment. We talked about it Wednesday night. I mean, you don't even have to be prophetic or that really have a gift of discernment to know something messed up in the air. You can look at somebody, and, you know, I can look at Pastor Keith in a Georgia shirt and begin to pick some things up in the natural and begin to speak some words. That may be encouraging, but it's, it, we're going to become blind to the appearance greater than we ever have. Now, I'm, now I know that we, God gives us things in the natural and it still can be prophetic when we speak it. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about God's going to give a deeper sense of the heart of man and woman when they come in this place. Why? Because His glory is fixing to be revealed because we're fixing to get our heads wrapped around. We're fixing to get our heads out of the way, really. The sword of the Spirit to the, to the brain, to the zombie, fixing to be moved. Nothing will stop the Lord. Nothing's going to stop it. It's time. We're in the right time. We're in the right season. We're in the harvest. We're in it. so important about the heart. Why? Because it's the heart that comes, the issues of life come from the heart. All our issues that we have that's been all messed up came from the heart. That's why we're getting healing to the heart. That's why God said, love me with all your heart, mind, soul, body, and strength. 
I did something with the youth a few years ago, and I gave them a piece of paper cut like a heart. And I handed each one of them that heart. And I said, all right, any of you ever had a sexual relationship? Here, peel a piece of that heart off. And throw it out. If you ever been addicted to drugs, tear another piece off. And we went on down the line. I watched as a few in the room didn't have much of a piece of paper left. And when we come to God and love Him with all our heart, and we don't, it's been scattered and broken. How? He's the healer of the heart. We've been called to speak to the heart. We've had our hearts broken. We've had them mended. We've gone through hell together, and we've come out on the other side. No more. No more chains. No more chains. You know, there's something about going through mess in your life. You'll stick with it and stick it through. It strengthens the relationship. We've been strengthened. Guys, look around you. I mean, there's a few people out, but this is the core. This is the core. Is this core that we're fixing to see of abundance? You can't separate the glory from abundance and wealth. And I don't mean just riches or money. That, that's it, too. Can't separate it. Abundance. Lift up Jesus and all men will be drawn. Man, we thought we could preach it in, teach it in. We thought we could praise it in. It's the mixture of it all and the revelation of who He is in us that brings the glory and manifestation of Jesus then we shall be a light on the hill because we have no way to contain the light and the glory of God. You won't be able to contain it. Give you what I got, teacher. Teacher, <clears throat> teacher, teacher. Incognito, you wanted to be. Incognito, you wanted to be, but just the opposite shall you be. Just the opposite shall you be. For the glory that's on you and that has risen out of you and upon you, you won't contain it. You'll never be able to contain it because it's coming into a new place of glory for you, even where you are as a teacher. And I also hear hippity-hop, hippity-hop, the prophetic hippity-hop, be here by Easter, for your basket shall be full. And the new songs that you'll have will start with the hippity-hop, but it's going to come. See, the, I hear kindle fire, kindle fire, because we've talked about the winds of fire bringing the kindle of fire, but that kindle, God's going to put out. Because he's, got a, he, he's been chipping away at a kindle that's going to bring a fire of your own that you're going to impart to others. It's not winds of fire, morning star, or anybody else. It's your song. It's your time. And it's new stuff. It's cutting edge. It's cutting edge. Yeah, and it's different. It's wild. And um, you're already getting some of it. But it's, now, some of this I know we, through our conversation, but the rest of it I hear. And that's what the Lord says. It's coming. It's coming in <clears throat> what I'm seeing you walk in with the teens and, and, 
I've seen three years ago in the Spirit. I've seen it three years ago, and I, I'm so excited about it. Is <clears throat> where it's at now is, you know, we talked about this morning. Don't don't um, small beginnings. It's going to explode, Natasha. It's going to explode. You're radical, and so it's the songs that you'll have. Lord, I thank you. Huh. Will Smith has some big old ears. Have you ever noticed Will Smith, the actor? He talks about his ears. Lord, give us Will Smith ears in the spirit. Will Smith ears. Um, there's a rodent that's got bug eyes. I can't. I don't know if it's on G-force with the hamsters or what it is, but Lord, give us bug eyes in the spirit. May we see, may we hear like we've never heard before. Lord, I thank you for your glory. We will not contain it. We won't be able to hold back. We, no more hiding, no more hiding, no more hiding, no more hiding. Lynn, uh-uh, no more hiding. <clears throat> Lady, you're a powerhouse in the spirit. You're a powerhouse in the spirit. You know, sometimes when we've been through so much, we think we're so unqualified to release anything. It's, it's what you've been going through and it's what we're going through that qualifies us and purifies us. 